ruffle feathers. I think our president's actually doing a decent job right now. What is what is he doing that's decent? I think you know. Besides, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put decent in context to his normal existence. First of all, um, I think a lot of mainstream media is like, "Oh my god!" And who would have thought the people are dying and the economy is crashing under Donald Trump? Okay, would not have mattered mattered who was president in this time period. That was going to be the outcome. Stop! Stop kidding. You know what I mean? I think the virus happened because we elected Donald Trump. Okay, well, are we going down this path today? <laughs> yeah, I'm just keeping an open mind, dude. Come on. Okay, Anything obviously. Impossible. Put the tinfoil hat away. But but um, <laughs> you know he's done he's done a lot of things that I think are good. Um, like what? Well, one I was really him putting the power to the state government. Um, instead of trying to do a unilateral lockdown in all states, um, I think, it, and this is this is more of a political ideology for me. But I would always prefer that the power rest where the people have the most amount of input. Um, you like so state and local. What you like small government? Yeah, you know, um, like state, state and local government. Just because your vote matters more to those people than it does the president, you, you, you know what I mean? It's kind of like you just kind of get lost, I guess, in, in in the wayside of it all. Does that make sense? Sure. Where let's and obviously this is not true. I mean, there, there's some small towns, but if you've got a, if you've got a tiny town, let's say like Snelling, California, has like 45 people living in. They have a mayor. Okay, well, those 45 people's votes and voices are heard a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Than than their input is on the president. So, you know, I'm always in favor of. Um, of, of passing the power down closer to the people. Um, from a political standpoint, it was a smart move as well. He's someone that gets blamed for a lot, and I would say a good percentage of it is his fault, but he gets blamed for whatever they can find a way to blame him for. Blame him for. Uh, he doesn't help himself either. In a vacuum, um, though, how of, much do you like Trump? Huh? In a, in a vacuum, like despite other people's <laughs> opinions and stuff, how much do you like Trump? As what? As, As a president. Uh, four out of ten. Okay. But so here's like, what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If he deletes Twitter and stops with that this nonsense, if he would have deleted Twitter, he would have been an easy six for me. Mm-hmm. And if he would have gone to some speech therapy and learned how to properly communicate what he's thinking, maybe a seven and a half. Um... But he's a horrible communicator. He's impulsive and egotistical, and he refuses help. It's like a senile old person. But um, he is a senile old person. Uh, most likely. But <laughs> he's really not old by by our. Isn't he? Isn't he like mm. like weirdly old? Like older than you would think, because of just the way he. Um, he's like in his seventies, isn't he? He's 73. So he's older than you would think. Jeez. He's old, man. He's younger than than most candidates, though. Really? No. Yeah, dude. Joe Bernie Biden is... and, and Bernie. 
Bernie's going to be 80 next year, dog. I'm pretty sure. How old is Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Hey, Bernie's 78 and Joe Biden's 77. So Trump is five years younger than these dudes. I'm crazy. still in the Yang gang. Yang to the death. <laughs> See, nah, I'm Yang gang for, for life too, bro. But <laughs> I like um, Bernie too, though. I like Bernie, but it's um, not to detract from me trying to find a way to be positive about a president. There is a really substantial political issue with Bernie that I'll get into. The thing is, I think Trump's actually doing a good job. People are saying, oh, he should have a quicker response and he should have taken it seriously from the beginning. And, and I, and I, I want to say, I believe if Obama was president and got the same news that, that um, Donald got, I think the outcome would have been the same. But the way he would have communicated it would have been better, and thus he would have gotten off a lot better with his response. You know, if Donald Trump would have gone out there and been like, hey, we've got some concerning reports, we're going to be watching it closely and keeping America's best people in mind, which is probably what Obama would have said. Instead, Trump said, it's a, it's a conspiracy theory, it's a joke. Okay, well now, dude, in the aftermath, people are looking back at that and being like, what the fuck? Whereas if you would have communicated about it properly as a leader from the beginning, maybe the rhetoric would have been a little bit different down the line. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and you know, this, you, you always say hindsight's 2020 hindsight's 20. This dude has no hindsight. He has repeatedly not learned that his communication methods bite him in the ass down the line every single time. Like clockwork. It's actually impressive. Yeah. Um, but I think he's doing a good job. I think putting it to the state governments is good. I think prioritizing pe- putting people back at work within safe bounds is good. I really do. A lot of the liberal states, I think, are just rejecting his ideas about how to solve this because for the sake of rejecting him. When reality, he has some really good and solid ideas. People don't want to talk about the fact that like this economy, people have to go to work in this country. Right. That's how America just is. And the poverty and death and issues down the line are going to compound out of control in a shockwave effect if people don't get back to work. I promise you. I guarantee you once this is over, there's going to be the aftermath of reports of the, the financial damage of the stimulus, the financial damage of the, of, of the welfare, the financial damage of the unemployment insurance payouts. I guarantee you that those are coming. No one's thinking about it yet, but those are coming, and we don't realize that this isn't going to hit us in more than a um, people got sick way. People die. It's going to hit us in a more than people died way. It's going to be more people are dying or people are living at a lower quality of life because this is actually an issue, you know? Yeah, I've, I've been hearing people say, like, is it even worth social distancing at this point? Because the damage might be worse just from the economy. Oh, I think it's 100% worth thinking about that the damage might be worse. I don't even think that's a question. Um, but it's like, First of all, I think that's mathematically so hard to quantify and deal with. It's like, okay, how do you even approach that question? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like something you can just sit down and be like, I already did the math and hypothetically X, Y, like, no, dude. Okay, come on. Have a brain. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, there's so many variables. There's too many variables, bro. Too many variables. Um, 
Well, there's also shit that I think he's doing horribly. So, you know. Um, one of the one of the biggest issues I have is the structure. The I guess the the culture of the way we govern left and right do this. Left does it in a different way, but or in a different presentation. Um, but um, fundamentally, the idea that we have these businesses that are allowed to buy back their own stocks and hoard money and give raises and not save any money and just roll by the books. Because they know the American government will bail them out is a huge issue. Right. They just um, live on credit. Yeah, dude. And you have companies like Neiman Marcus, Guitar Center. These aren't even like huge hitters. These are small players. Talk about Boeing, Southwest. Oh, yeah, we have billions of dollars in debt. Now we need to restructure. We need help from the government to pay our employees. Bro, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand too big to fail <laughs> right because well, but, but not because they're, finan- they're financially intelligent because you, you idiots are not um, because you know the government they're like oh the government's going to bail us out and the government does but um, on the other hand you look at it and the, another angle I see is like if we don't save these businesses there will be a hole in the market someone else will need to book flights someone else will need to XYZ and in old school capitalism when you know World War II and the, the glory days of America um, that was great because it was like oh yeah another American company will do it I don't you know that's not the case anymore it's a, it's a very real threat that, that if an industry dies here it goes to another country and leaves our economy which is another big problem and so we're we're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place do we save them do we not save them you know we we want to do we, do we regulate some kind of measures where they have to have some kind of responsibility for the people they employ you know how do you do that and the, the market says that you know the market theory says that if you let it play out The people want to work for the best employers which I think is true um, and so I hope at the aftermath of all this and it won't happen because or we forget things in two seconds because we're brainwashed by instantaneous media and fun stories people won't remember any of this but I, you know you want, you want to sit here and say people remember what each these companies did and they will look back and make better decisions on who they affiliate themselves with yeah okay maybe Probably not, but you would you would wish, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like how bad do things have to get before we learn our lesson? And it's it's not even like I'm not even talking about bad in economic or in a leadership structure. I'm talking about core fundamental issues that we've just are not observing well, um, and it's. I mean, it's I've been saying this for, year now, for years now, like the consumerism culture where people are just constantly buying things they don't need. Like when a rainy day comes, like COVID or whatever, you exactly. wonder why we don't have any wealth. It's just all, we just have a bunch of crap. And we're well, also we do have a lot of wealth. It's a, well, yeah, but, and, and it's like, and, and there are people that know there are people that, that that willingly live off of welfare and unemployment. And, and, and I'm gonna, I'll say it right now. To all of these big billionaire companies that are relying on U.S. 
um, leadership to make decisions that aid them, you are also living on welfare and unemployment in a different form. So don't sit here and chastise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You are, you are, you are also living on welfare. You're living, you are also living on the welfare of the government. These big billion dollar companies that rely on the government to make business decisions that aid them and lobby and all this bullshit. You're part uh, of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, because you're living on your own. It's it's your own kind of welfare. It's your own kind of unemployment benefits right. of the government. Because welfare still, is basically like a uh, like a public service. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it, it's flawed. It's a flawed public service. Um, I mean, we're still we're still trying to figure out, like as, as like humans on Earth are still trying to figure out how to manage a society that's so big. Because like. <laughs> Like 50 years ago or something, there were like half as many people. And and people want to grab, get their panties in a wad and say, look at this country's doing it so perfectly. Every single country (laughs) has massive issues. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, like Sweden when you say that. Look at Sweden, look at Sweden. Okay, do you know how much you get taxed in Sweden if you make over their their income level? It's like like 80%. Yeah, 80%, right? It's because it's a... um, it's, I mean, it's basically socialism. It is socialism. So do you want to live in a world now where you can become best in class and you bust your ass and you have an incredibly fulfilling career and, oh, but you're making too much money though. Yeah. Hey, we can't let you keep that shit. <laughs> Sorry. Like, come man. Nah, 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 but then nah. there is, there is the, the reality. I mean, I haven't been to Sweden, but I've heard and I, I know some people <laughs> who live there and like you go there and it's like, everything's great. Relatively speaking. Relatively speaking. So, but there must be, like, there I, must be something. Can, I, can, I, can I sell you a secret down the line? Uh, um, that's not compatible with the culture of America. You, you know, if we, we look at the meta game of things, if we if we if we, we we can loop back to video games because, of course, I can. Um, America is a very unique game mode. <laughs> Um, what? Gone. It's a unique game mode. I mean, they're they're you know it's a very unique server. The rules are very unique here. The play style is very unique here. Um, it's a very you know we're selling the dream of rags to riches and yada 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 yada. Right. But um, I. I think it comes down to your personal philosophy on on life. I would rather live in a society where I wake up every day either thinking or maybe being told that that I can be very wealthy one day through hard work and entrepreneurial thinking and through application of oneself than wake up in a world being told, hey, everything's going to be okay no matter what. Here's a bare minimum you're always going to have. But here's so here's the question. Well, I have two questions for you. First of yeah, all, for why why do you want to be wealthy? Don't you um, want to be freedom. wealthy so that freedom. you can help people? Freedom. 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 That's it. It's just freedom. It's freedom. Pure freedom to do freedom. what? Um, what makes me fundamentally happy. Which is a lot of things. Um, exploring other cultures, travel, music. Um, and I also have, you know, refined tastes. Um, 
you know, look, you can tell me all you want how XYZ is good, but there's there are a few things that are as rare and as beautiful or as awesome as like being like front row at a festival with a hundred thousand people behind you and like experiencing that musical experience. That costs money, a lot of it. Because it's uh, exclusive. Yeah. Not um, everyone can be front row. Yeah. You know, you just you know, um so it's hard, but so it is it is kind of a selfish desire. Would you agree? It's a very selfish desire. It's a very selfish desire. I, I won't even. Because um, like for me, like when I when I think about like if I want to be wealthy, it's really so that I can give it away. <laughs> like, oh, a hundred percent. But I mean, part of uh, it is um, is freedom in the ability to. Hold on, I'm gonna take my hoodie off. I'm burning to death in here. Hold on. Part of it is is freedom and the ability to like. I'm back. Um, wake up what? Yeah. What? And like, yeah, freedom is a big part of it. Like, you can wake up, you can do what you want. No one's telling you what to do. But at a certain point, like, like once I have my own basic needs, um, I'm gonna turn around and use the rest of my wealth to like put. To like build structures that can help people. So, anyways, so the second question I wanted to ask you is that um, I think one of the reasons why a place like Sweden could work is because, yes, you have, you know, that that thing in the back of your mind that's like, well, if, even if I do nothing, like the government's still going to pay me. So, what's the point of doing anything? But I think yeah. I think what ends up happening is because nobody gets left behind the the community becomes so nurturing that everyone is actually happy and when you're happy you're motivated to do what you love and you, and usually when people put you know authentic energy into what they love it actually is right. a productive endeavor mm. so i think at first yeah there's going to be um lazy people that don't do anything but over time as the community becomes more happy it'll actually become more productive and for everyone but better for everyone I, I see i see the argument and um I, I have a pretty simple response and i think it's it's something that a lot of people don't want to accept but i'll say it i have the type of mindset where i always just i'm, I'm gonna want to be better and live at a higher standard than others yeah well, see, I think I think that'll take form in other ways. Like, you think so? Yeah, I, I don't think um, money is the only way to compete. Like, you can uh, you can you can be the smartest like Renaissance man. You can be an expert in many different fields, like a polymath. You can um, you can be the best Magic the Gathering player. Like, <laughs> there's there's all sorts of ways to compete. It's not it's not just about being rich. But what if that's the way I want to compete? Like, what if that's the game I want to play? Um, I guess like, I guess, you know, in a sense, you're, you wouldn't really be compatible in that society. <laughs> like, um, can you give me like 10 seconds? My nose is bleeding profusely. Oh, 
These allergies, bro. Jesus Christ, dude. You're really ruining my day. All the dude, time. Wait, your nose bleeds from allergies? Yeah, because I get really dried out. <laughs> um, it's actually all the coke I've done now. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be compatible in that society. I'll admit it right now. I would not be happy. Yeah. I'll say it. I mean, I think that's why, like, I think that's why we inevitably need to expand the human empire because there needs to, like, it's like Star Wars, right? There's, there's a planet for everyone. Like, there's yeah, a casino agree. planet. Yeah, the, there's a that's exactly planet. the argument I was about to throw in your face when you said something about utopia. But no, I'm agreeing with you this time around. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, everyone's dude, utopia well, is different. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see we're agreeing on something. Yeah, I mean, look, let's look at, um, I love it. I love that I can always loop this, loop things back. Look at RuneScape, bro. Like, people should have a hardcore server. Dish. You'd be allowed to play hardcore. Iron Man, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. That should be an option available to human beings. Um, um, now, hardcore doesn't net you anything like... Crazy from a rewards perspective, does it? Um, well, it, there's like the biggest part is the prestige. Like, yeah, you can, get, you can get 99 in every skill as a regular player, but if you get 99 on hardcore mode, well, you're a badass in the RuneScape world. <laughs> right. So it's mostly prestige. I don't think there's any actual in game benefits. Although some people just like the thrill, like the the actual game experience is more thrilling. Um, but you know there are other games. And I just you okay? Rootscape is a rough example, not a rough example, a good one. But I'm going to go all the way here. There are other games that have hardcore modes that boost better in-game rewards, right? And there are those players that complain. Da, 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 da. Like, why do they? Why aren't these rewards accessible to us? It should be accessible to everyone. And I don't. I'm like, well, <laughs> what if I want the opportunity to um, uh, participate with others? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, another like to to bring to to keep bringing games into it. Like, I think video games are great in a in a way because they sort of. They allow us to have multiple realities going at the same time. Oh, for sure, dude. So you, we could have a socialist, like human society, but then we could have video games where you can be like, like Eve Online, for example. Like, you know, you can be, like, you can be a billionaire on Eve Online, but like, but can, can the I government's still gonna tax your tell, dollars can, or whatever? Can I tell you something though? Sure. You can have that, but it'll bleed out the edges. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it will, for sure. <laughs> it, it'll bleed out. If, no matter how hard you try it, people either go to the, you know, criminals will get involved. Because or, there's going to be an exchange rate. Yeah, something will go wrong. It's well, that's possible. the thing. Like, you can't, like, that's why people always say, like, don't search for utopia because it doesn't exist. And It doesn't. All you can do really is just, like, find a balance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For but I sure. think I think that I don't think that you know America necessarily 
should just copy Sweden because, like you said, there's different culture. I, listen, there's I don't way more people that, here. But I don't even think this this I don't think this country is nearly as bad off as people want to play it out. No, well, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> like some people Either say, America people, is the like, greatest like, thing like, in the world. Like God, there's some people that get so tied in the hysteria, hysteria, tied up in the hysteria of things, but. Um, I don't think it's nearly as bad as people want to talk about. Um, there's some tweaks. If we actually just tweak tweak the election process, we'd be way better off. Of you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so many things wrong with the political system. Like the electoral college is it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I don't. I don't understand why it's just not popular vote. Like, um, that's a rough argument. But um, how about lobbying and how they're allowed? To, you're allowed to spend an unlimited amount of money on your campaign and accept money from it. Like that's the, the lobbying. If we just ended lobbying and regulated how much money, you, look, I think we got to just sit down and say, okay, you're allowed to spend a million dollars on your campaign. It probably needs to be more, probably $10 million. You're allowed to spend $10 million on your campaign. That's it. You get caught, you're kicked out. End of story. So to play devil's advocate here, then like, what about the guy who says, well, I worked harder than everyone else for my money. Why can't I spend it on my campaign? Um, because we need to present candidates in an equal race. That's why. Asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that's what I think. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I just, I think there's going to be someone who says something like that. Um, they're the problem. If you've got a problem with a, with a fair race like that, you'd like, a problem. It's weird. It's it's a weird thing though because like, should like running for president is so weird because should everyone have equal opportunity to run for president? Like, should I have as much opportunity as as Joe Biden to run for president? And like, we each get the same amount of money. Like, well, I mean. Look, if you didn't have the $10 million already, you'd be responsible with coming up with it. Oh, you're saying $10 million minimum? Um, No, max. But if you want to run for president... But if you want to run for president with your um, $10 budget, go for it. But how can you even... How can you even like know exactly how much someone is spending on their campaign? Like, couldn't they just go to third parties and stuff? Um. Well, the great thing about a current political system is that if someone's cheating, I guarantee you that the other party will find a way to rat on them. <laughs> if the consequences are getting kicked out of the election, I promise <laughs> they'll find a way. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, that's a good point. Um. But it, it's. It's um, yeah, man. It, um, the other thing is you can um, disclaimers. Disclaimers on you require networks to uh, disclaim bias. <laughs> Why don't we require networks to disclaim any kind of bias? 
Well, because they're hoping you won't realize they're biased. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think a, a lot of the people who who regularly watch mainstream media, um, they're sheep, bro. Here we go. They're sheep. Exactly. They're not. They're not like the the most deeply thinking people. And like that's not that's not even an insult, really. It's just like you know, there's some people who you're just a sheep. Like we can say it; it's not a big deal. But it's not. I want to make it clear: it's not an insult because no, it's not an insult. Some people they work extremely hard to do like the things that we all take for granted, like like the people who drive trucks across the country. Like that is a way harder job than working in an office, and. People got to do that, and they don't have time in to office? be studying philosophy and. History. Oh, you mean in, in 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 an office, not in like the presidential office. You just meant in an office in general. Yeah, I'm saying like 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 being a truck driver is harder than being a clerk in an office. Don't even don't even go to truck drivers, garbage men. Yeah, garbage men. Dude, honestly, I think being a garbage man is is easier than truck driver. Like, truck dude driving across the country in a truck. Like for hours and hours, like that is like a hard. My, my grandfather was a. My grandfather does, does a lot of that kind of stuff. He loves it though. He's 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 just got some people are built for it. They can do it. Sure. He puts on like the same album, his oldies, and he just thinks and looks at the country, and he's really happy with it. There's some people that are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, so my point is basically like. Some people, and that's actually not even a great example because if you're driving a truck all day, you can actually just like listen to podcasts and educate yourself. But yeah, dude. Okay, there's prison guards, bro. That shit sucks. Yeah, that's a shitty job. There's um, dude. There's a lot of awful, dude. I mean, there's a lot. Um, but at the same time, like if you're a prison guard and you love it, like. Yeah, well, you know, but you got to kind of look at it as you got to look as, as much as people hate it. You have to bring a bit of a cutthroat attitude to this type of society and accept that we need to be saying if you work hard and are, um, you know, apply yourself, you can accomplish a lot. But your dream may be unrealistic at a certain point. We don't have that caveat. So you get kids growing up bitter that their art degree didn't make them a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Expectations need a little bit of fine tuning. I mean, that's, that, that's a problem with American culture in general is like, like you look at the most popular music videos and stuff and it, you just, it seems like everyone's rich. Like who isn't rich? There's like there's 17 year old kids rapping, driving. Oh, being in Atlanta, I can tell you the name of the game. And pretending to be rich is a path to becoming actually rich. Exactly. Which is the, which is like the mind blower of this entire equation. Which is and, the, and that, that's where credit comes in. <laughs> you just take oh, out yeah, credit, dude. Atlanta, dude. Atlanta is full of those people just faking the lifestyle as hard as they can every single day. It's fucking insane. It's uh, it's is, so. It, it's so toxic in my opinion. Like that's, that is not the recipe for a good community in my opinion. No, not at all. I mean, everyone's just lying to each other and no one really knows who they are because they're just living the lifestyle of someone they're not yet. 
<laughs> or will never be. I mean, it's like, like Little Wayne. It's, it's, did you say Little Wayne's new? What? Sorry. It, it, it's it's no no. I got a good point. I want to get to Lil Wayne because that sounds interesting. But um, it, everyone wants that sweet dopamine hit, baby. Oh my right. god, that's a nice car. <sighs> oh yeah, that feels good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. There's no. Uh, it's not wholesome. It's not wholesome. It's not actual wealth. It's fake, dude. Yeah, dude, I was I was watching um I saw just like on YouTube that little Wayne dropped a music video and it's like the song is just like about how he he's doing a bunch of drugs and you know, it's like it's braggadocious, but it's like it's so clear that he's just not happy, <laughs> you know, like in a in a real way. And it's it's just like he's like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne? He, what did he put out? He put out a song, a music video. Was it, was it bad? Um I, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's bad music. It's it's What's definitely it called? Uh, I forget what it's called. I think it's called Not Me. It's like it's like two songs yeah. in one video. It's like seven minutes. I didn't even watch the whole thing, but he, I mean, he's yeah, he's clearly an amazing rapper. Like, he's an amazing rapper. He's a great musician. He's, I think he's real. Like, I don't think he's faking anything. But I think my my point is the reason I brought him up is because he's someone who his whole life has basically been like the epitome of American. Like, he was famous when he was six years old. He's been rich yeah. his whole life, and he still yeah. can't find happiness. At least that. I mean, I don't, I don't know the guy personally, but uh, he does not seem happy from that music video. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so either. And you know what's even funny is that this, this dip is layered deeper than you think. Because um, even I listened to the three seconds of the video, can I, I can already tell he's copying the trend of the auto tune, auto tune rap over a trap beat. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I do that though. <laughs> like, because there's. There's like there's something very, very uh, just like musically perfect about trap music. Um, I think trap music was one of the most amazing discoveries for music because having the like like the 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 way that the beats the are structured and like the bass the that it comes structure. with. What's up? The rhythm structure. Yeah, the rhythm structure and the, the the way the frequencies you have like you have deep frequencies for the beat and then you have high frequencies for the vocals. There's just something very audi- like audibly pleasing about it. So I think like you can take trap and auto tune and make a song about how happy you are, or you can take yeah. it and make a song about how you're doing Percocets all the time <laughs> and, yeah. and how like you got tons of money and you're better than everyone else and like. That to me signifies somebody who is insecure and unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, but then there's also people that just blatantly lie about their lifestyle and what they're doing on the internet and their beats are what they're talking about is completely fabricated or someone else wrote it. Uh, hence why I opened this segment with America is a lawless wasteland. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like I mean, I feel like the I kind of feel like that way about the whole world, honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel like human humanity on Earth is like it's just nuts. Like we 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 like we act like we have everything all together, but no one has shit together. And like, there's crazy shit going on everywhere. Um, the handful, I mean, the handful is small. On well, on an individual basis, on a cultural basis, on a cultural basis, no one has anything to get. No, but that, that's. I mean, I think that's the human equation. I think we're supposed to not have our shit together. Um, look at like fucking like colonies of like ants. They basically have their shit together and they do it all day. And that's like we're elevated in our ability to create and solve problems. Yeah, into like gives us that it elevates us. That's an interesting point that like individually someone can have their life together, but culturally well, they they'll be a, they're part of a greater system that's broken. Yeah, man. Because because people are just too different from each other. I mean, well, well, well. That that theory is actually infinitely ex- expandable. You can be a molecule that's a part of an atom, and 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 you're really that atom. If one day that atom splits or something it's you know as, as a molecule you were chilling but now you're an atom when you <laughs> you see what i'm saying here yeah an atom might be part of a chemical that's a part of a that's a part of whatever it builds up to a tissue well that tissue may be doing its job correctly but it, it's part of a human being that on a on a on a level compared to the tissue most definitely doesn't have their shit together and that human being may have their shit together but on a level relevant to the human being the culture does not and the culture may have the culture may on a surface the culture on its own level may be put together but on a level compared to the entire country maybe not and the country compared to the earth and the earth compared to the universe really we're stable we're, we're all kind of stable on a small basis and um but the minute you start to look forward as us being a piece of the bigger picture the bigger picture always looks like it's going to break does that make sense yeah um the bigger picture always looks like the, the the meteor is gonna hit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it's this theory that it doesn't matter how okay you are on a tiny level, you can't stop the meteor from hitting Earth and destroying everything. If you just take the extremes of both arguments and you know cut the middle out. I was, when you mentioned ants, I was gonna say like yeah, like the ants they have their shit together, but like you know they're part of the jungle and the jungle doesn't. And they get yeah they get killed all the time. But so philosophically, this begs an interesting question because really, compared to other things, if nothing has their shit together, um, you know, it's this theory that if everyone's stable, no one is. If no one's stable, everyone is. You know what I'm saying? Um, in theory, yeah, but how does that manifest in physical reality? Um... Well, if if you and me, if, if if I'm in an insane asylum and you're not, one of us has issues, right? Wait, so that you can, if I'm in an insane asylum, if I get committed and you're yeah. not committed, you can look at me and say, yeah, he has issues. Oh. But if we're both there, you don't really have a right to say he has issues. <laughs> okay, right? yeah, that makes sense. If we're both working at a grocery store, you don't really have a right to say my job sucks. Right. Everyone's crazy. No one is. If no one's crazy, everyone's. A, everyone is. Because yeah. when you, you're just you're just changing 
you can change the way you can change the variable, but the value is the same. It's, well, it's undefined if you want to get really mathematical and fucking nerdy about it, but it's still, you know, it's the same shit. So, yeah. What are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna fucking do about it? Damn, dude, that's deep. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, I think you should just accept that the media is going to hit us and kill us all, or you're going to die eventually. So you should just live your best life and get the fuck over things. End of story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's where um, that's where meditation comes in. And oh, here we go. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, see, see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. No, see, like you, you know this. <laughs> You know this. No, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Um, that's the crazy thing about existing is that you're always existing now, and like it's really as simple as just exist better, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, no. yeah. I mean, you're right. No, you're exactly. Totally right. Exist better, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, do better, you fucking nerd. You. <laughs> Boo -boo brain. I mean, like, like, so people. So if you take someone who hates their life, right? Yeah. Basically, what's happening I mean, is I hate my now. <laughs> they're hating every moment, right? Like every moment, they're just hating it, and the it, it's a vicious cycle because when you when you hate your life, the last thing you want to do is look at your life as it is right now because you hate it, so you want to avoid it. But by avoiding it, you perpetuate the problem. But I think you find peace eventually. Well, yeah, everyone does. I mean, for some people, it literally takes physically dying to find peace. But um, yeah, that's probably going to be me. <laughs> yeah, I may so, never get there. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, peace. Peace is not the end goal. Um, as some people might tell you, you think you don't think so? No, because there there is no peace. <laughs> like, really? You don't think you can find internal peace? Um, no, because eternity eternity is uh -oh. infinite, and therefore uh -oh. it includes suffering. Here we go. So, plus, like. Here's here's a fundamental a fundamental principle about the universe. If anything happens once, then it's probably happened infinite times. So if you find yourself here suffering, not it's, at peace. Okay, you, you, in infinite times, then if anything happens once, it's going to happen in infinite times, or it already has in the past. Um, are we are even involving time right now? No, no. There's no past or future. It's just if if you are suffering now. And suffering <laughs> never. So, ends. what does that say about birth and death? Then, <laughs> you know. Oh, it's it's infinite. It's uh, I mean, birth, birth and death are. They're. It depends on how you look at it. In some ways, they're illusions because. Um, it's you really life. never die, and you're really never born. You just always have been, and you always will be. On the other hand, if you look at it from like a physical standpoint. Um, you can say that you're born into a new ego, 
when you're born. And then when you die, you release your ego and, you know, your soul, which is, there's only one soul in the whole universe. You're beautiful. Creates a new um, ego. Do you think that the consciousness continues? Consciousness? You think about death, about this fade to black. Do you think, it's so hard to think about that. The end of your own consciousness, your internal monologue. Do you think that ends? Um, no. Well, it depends on who you're talking about. Uh, Aubrey, like, yes, Aubrey's monologue will end. Um, but, you know, you're, just because you're Aubrey now doesn't mean you always will be. So, yeah, I mean, you you got to let go of your human self at some point. But um, the cool thing about consciousness is, like, it is eternal, and there's no one else to talk to, uh, to your, like, other than so, yourself. Do you think, you think when I die and I leave the mortal realm, me, my thoughts continue? Well, what do you mean by me? My conscience, my internal monologue, the soul, in a um, philosophical sense. So here, here's the way I like to describe it. Do I get to continue? Do you think I get to continue to think? I mean, like, like in English words? Yeah, do I still exist? Yeah, for sure. You think so? Absolutely. Um, Why do you think... I mean, that's a very comforting thought, right? Yeah. Because it, it, it's a thought. It's, but why do you... Do you think it's strange? Let me... We're, we're hitting time here. I've, but um, do you think it's strange that that's the one thing that we can't solve factually? It's the it, fuck purpose. For purpose is the mystery. No, fuck purpose. Meaning that's not the real mystery here. The real mystery is 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 post post mortal death. We can't solve it. We have no factual evidence. We have nothing. Don't you think that's weird? No, um, you can solve it. You can solve it. Go yeah. on. LSD. Um, wait. What'd you say? LSD. <laughs> that that is one way. <laughs> And you can't. You think you, you can solve it with factual evidence? Okay. Imagine Go this. For it. Imagine me. this. A. I'm googling factual proof of afterlife right now for our last ten minutes. Go for it, though. All right. If you no, don't don't Google it. You can't find it on Google. If you go. just imagine this. Okay. I'm, now I'm more interested. <laughs> whatever whatever you imagine as God yeah. comes to you right now. Yeah. And changes everything. Takes you the off of Earth. The existence, yeah. It, it shows suppose, you yes. shows you that that literally anything is possible. Yeah. Okay, I'm there. Okay. If anything is possible, the reality where there's nothing after this is possible. Just as likely, in fact. If that happened to you, yeah. would you believe that 
so okay, so let me let me expand the analogy. This this being who, whatever whenever you hear the word like God, or whatever like a word similar, whatever being appears in your mind comes to you. Do you, you believe in a greater being? What? Do you believe in a greater being? Well, I, I believe in myself. I'm gonna, we, we should run on this topic next time, but I mean, I think to conclude and to run into our next, next episode, we should definitely continue on this. Do you believe in a, in a, in a God, in a God creature, a God person, a God thing? Um, well, <laughs> man, this is a really is deep there topic. A creator? Uh, is there, a, is there a creator? Yes. Is it still out there? It's right here. It's, is it uh, it's talking to you right now. Is it omniscient? Um, it depends on on when when you ask. <laughs> um, true. Oh, I think that that got scary, and I think I have a good conclusion that I want to leave people at peace with, and that is, I think there's one thing that should bring you solace is we've all had those nights where we sleep and we don't have a dream or a nightmare, right? You mean you just fall asleep and you wake up? Like, yeah, almost instantaneously, right? Yeah. The, the, the time in between that, you're not in torment. You're not in happiness. You don't contemplate your existence. It's just nothing. It's turned off, right? Right. Well, that's the worst of it, realistically. That's the worst case scenario. And it's really not that bad. That's the worst case scenario? I think so, yeah, man. I think the worst case scenario is like eternal torture or something like that. Yeah, but see, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in and I want to add on this one, we should we should talk about philosophy of God and hell and heaven and all this next time. But if you're gonna if you're gonna advocate the existence of a realm of to- eternal torture, there must be an initial realm of total of total splendor as well, and therefore that is not the worst possibility because it gives you the option to achieve the best possibility. Gotcha. But um, you know, as someone who's been in medically induced not comas, but you know. I've been in a, under anesthesia for extreme amounts of time, yeah, more than many, most people. I can tell you that when you're fading to that moment, because there are many times when I was fading out to that in surgeries that I thought, "What if I never woke up?" And when what, there's there's a there's a there's a singularity right before you fade to sleep or fade out from anesthesia. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And every single time, without doubt whether you're going through the worst thing in your life, that singularity, there's a message that's sent to your brain that just says, it's actually all fine. There's a, there's a, there's a singularity of tranquility right before it all turns off. You know what I'm talking about? It's there. Oh yeah. Dude, you gotta do psychedelics. <laughs> so, um, we should talk about death and creators next episode. And because I think we, we can really talk about this. And I th- I'm someone who, um, you know me, I, I have rings and jewelry and um, crying angels and Grim Reaper candles and pentagram clothing. Um, I, I, I'm very intrigued by death and afterlife and mortality, and I could go on for days. So we're going to hit that up next time. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time around. Peace. Cool. That was nice.